0: A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. Get in the long
1: queues with a bunch of demons. Do you believe that human beings are demons? No, I do not. And don't you ever say I did. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. <laughs>
0: right two corinthians three seven
2: victory in the name which is above every
0: there's name there's no exception for rape or incest uh it's an extreme <laughs> <wall> and...
1: <laughs> right now bones ligaments tendons in jesus name get out here right now <laughs> so put your trust Saying Mormons are Christian I'm not throwing stones I'm simply shouting the truth So if you never knew Now you're without an excuse If you still want to play with them cards Then let's run them Cause even Satan speaks to others Like Jeff Dunham So who are you with Denies a gray area Don't make another preacher lie When they bury you If you're going to heaven And you know you ain't got no sin in your life You don't have to
0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Master's Dog, episode 32. I am your host, the Evangelical Norm. So The Master's Dog is a podcast that I do anytime, uh, as the quote at the beginning says, anytime God's word is attacked, I make noise. So uh, I, it started out as Faith and Beliefs Refuted, which uh, every week the Saints Unscripted does a a. Uh, episode of their podcast a series called Faith and Beliefs that they started with the Mormon Articles of Faith and I said I would respond to every single one of those episodes as long as they did them and I continue to do so and today we're going to be back looking at uh, one of the Faith and Beliefs episodes so for the last couple of weeks it's been kind of non-issues that they've talked about which are really just kind of nothing but I still because I made a commitment to do so I still responded to those and so we did get some good stuff but today today's gonna have a little bit of meat on it because it's uh, we're gonna get into some stuff a little bit deeper uh, DNA so with that said I'm gonna go ahead and let David uh, jump in here and take us on a little journey through uh, what they represent as the ancient Americas. So let's go.
2: Okay, people, put on your seatbelts because we're about to embark on a complicated journey through the world of population genetics as we explore what DNA evidence has to say about the historicity of the Book of Mormon.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to be quite that exciting, but we'll see. Might get a little heated.
2: Here's the deal. The Book of Mormon tells the story of a family from ancient Jerusalem that crossed the ocean and colonized somewhere in the western hemisphere where they started an entire civilization. With that as a foundation, the church has taught for a long time that many native Americans were naturally descendants of that family. So from a genetic perspective, you'd think that some portion of native Americans should have heritage in the Middle East. That makes sense to me.
0: And now let's Let's make it clear that it wasn't just taught that. Well, they were some of they were should have had some ancestry, some DNA. They should have. What was taught, and now this has been changed recently. But if you look at the introduction page for the Book of Mormon, um, got mine out here, my trusty old thing, introduction page there. I'll let you know exactly what I'm looking at. Nothing. Nothing edited, nothing changed. This is literally, if you want to see the copyright right there, there you go. Uh, copyright 1981. But let's take a look at the introduction page and what it actually says. Um, I'm going to read the first two paragraphs because that's what's the important part. The Book of Mormon is a volume of Holy Scripture comparable, comparable with the Bible. And it, it is a record of God's dealings with the ancient inhabitants of the Americas and contains, as does the Bible, the fullness of the everlasting gospel. Uh, The book is written by many ancient prophets by the spirit of prophecy and revelation. Their words written on gold plates, not having the appearance of gold, it says gold plates, were quoted and abridged by the prophet historian named Mormon. The record gives an account of two great civilizations. One came from Jerusalem in 600 BC and afterwards separated into two nations known as the Nephites and the Lamanites, what he just was talking about. The other came much earlier when the Lord confounded the tongues at the Tower of Babel. This group is known as the Jaredites. After thousands of years, all were destroyed except the Lamanites. Mind you, except the Lamanites. Now, the Lamanites are the descendants of Laman, the brother of Nephi. And they are the principal ancestors of the American Indians. So everything he is about to tell you needs to be looked at through this lens which with the uh, research and science that has been done that is causing him to make this episode and make these excuses this has been changed recently to uh, instead of they are the principal ancestors it was changed to they are among the ancestors but this is the original. This is what Joseph Smith, this is what we're going with. Because you don't just get to change things when you're dealing with prophets and so on and the word of God. You don't just get to change things midstream. That, that's, that's not the way this works. It's not how any of this works. So keep that in mind as he goes into the rest of what he's about to talk about. And here's where things get sticky for a lot of people.
2: DNA research on Native American origins shows that their ancestry is largely Asian, not Middle Eastern. To a lot of CSI fans, that's all the evidence they'd need to cause them to chuck their Book of Mormon out the window.
0: But he doesn't understand how evidence works. But you know what, he will.
2: But I'm afraid it's not nearly that simple. It's important to separate the research from our assumptions about the research. The research says that Native Americans, at least whatever sample they drew from, have heritage in Asia, and I'm not disputing that. The assumption critics pull from that is, therefore, Lehi isn't real and the Book of Mormon is false. Here are just a few reasons why that's not a safe assumption you can make. First, the Book of Mormon only tells the story and history of Lehi's family and descendants, but it does not say that Lehi's people were the only people in the Western Hemisphere, or the first people, or the largest group of people. In fact, the Book of Mormon also tells the story of two other migrations, and science indicates there were obviously others as well. And no matter what assumptions people, even church leaders, made about this in the past, the idea that there were other people in the Western Hemisphere when Lehi arrived is totally consistent with the text of the Book of Mormon
0: except for the fact that Joseph said all of them were destroyed except for the Lamanites remember that all of them were destroyed except for the Lamanites I wish I had a newer Book of Mormon uh, that I could look at and see what the new introduction page reads I'll see if I can find that
2: In fact, one could say that the population growth described in the Book of Mormon necessitates the presence of other people. So that's one factor to consider. It's not a problem that DNA from other parts of the world show up because people from other parts of the world were there. But then, where the heck did the Middle Eastern DNA go? DNA doesn't just disappear. Well, actually, due to a few different factors, it can. Changes in a gene pool over time is known as genetic drift. There are generally two main kinds of genetic drift. First, there's the founder effect. So imagine you've got a bag of Skittles, okay? You've got several different genetic profiles in there, red, green, yellow, blue, etc. You dump out a couple of Skittles, these Skittles then migrate to a new land to start their own Skittle civilization. But wait, coincidentally, they both happen to be green Skittles, which means all their descendants are gonna be green Skittles as well, which is not at all representative of the Skittles they came from. So one of the problems with saying that there's no Israelite DNA in Native American populations is that we don't know what DNA we should be looking for. And Lehi and Sarai's DNA may not be representative of so-called Israelite DNA. That's the founder effect.
0: Okay, why would Lehi and Sarai not be representative of Israelite DNA? If Lehi was an, an Israelite, I believe supposed to be from the tribe of Ephraim. And so he would have Israelite DNA, um, and so why you would make the assumption that he doesn't represent that doesn't make sense. He was early in the the you know 600 B.C., so still fairly early in the gene pool of the tribes of Israel. So deterioration and whatnot should not be an issue when it comes to Lehi and Sariah.
2: The second factor contributing to genetic drift is called population bottleneck. Essentially, this is when a catastrophic event simply wipes out DNA profiles altogether. So in our Skittles example, now we're in the Americas and we've got Lehi and his greens, along with all these other Skittles. Unfortunately, your great-aunt Deborah discovers the bag of Skittles and eats almost all of them. Only a few are left in the bag, but they're reds and yellows. Blue and green were all devoured. Can you think of any examples of the bottleneck effect in Native American history? How about when Europeans arrived, bringing along smallpox and wiping out up to 95% of the population? Or the many bloody battles between Native Americans and the European colonizers?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah
2: cool. If you want to hear it from people smarter than me, read these quotes. On top of that, we read in the Book of Mormon about cataclysmic natural disasters and.
0: Maybe if you'd left the quotes up there long enough for anybody to read them, they would have made some kind of sense. Now I need to go back and read them. And. Let's go. If you want to hear it from people smarter than me, read these quotes. All right, let's read these quotes. This population reduction has forever altered the genetics of the surviving groups, thus complicating any attempts at recon- reconstructing the pre-Columbian genetic structure of the most new world groups. Michael Crawford, okay? Uh, genetic drift has been a significant force and together with the major population crash has altered Hapio group Uh, frequencies and cause the loss of many apiotypes okay so again but recognizing that according to the introduction page for the Book of Mormon there should be no genetic drift there really shouldn't be because the Lamanites are the primary or the principal ancestors of the of the american indians that all these other groups were destroyed and if you look at the current uh this is from the church of jesus christ.org's web the scriptures the current one still says the same thing except for the last line has changed <clears throat> one came from jerusalem in 600 bc and afterwards separated into two nations known as the nephites and the lamanites The other came much earlier when the Lord confounded the tongues of the Tower of Babel. This group is known as the Jaredites. After thousands of years, all were destroyed except the Lamanites. And they are, now it says they are among the ancestors of the American Indians. Well, if all the other ones were destroyed, wouldn't it, uh, again, still make sense that they are the only ancestor of the Native Americans because of the Amer- of American Indians, because they were the only group left. This is what your book teaches. This is what the introduction says. It's not that there were other groups that are still there. It makes it very clear. All those other groups were destroyed, and only the Lamanites remained, the direct descendants of Lehi's son, Laman, and on down through. So, again, according to what your book teaches, what your church teaches, there should be very high amounts of Hebrew or Israeli or Israelite or whatever you want to term it, DNA among the American Indians. The fact that it is not there proves this book to be wrong. I don't care what David says, or what excuses, or what twisting of science and so on. I'm looking at what the book says itself. There was one group left over. All the other groups that he's talking about, according to this book, were destroyed. Leaving one group, the Lamanites, to be the ancestors of the American Indians. You still have to deal with that. David you still have to deal with that
2: on top of that we read in the Book of Mormon about cataclysmic natural disasters and massive wars that took countless lives in Mormon 8 the Lamanites have hunted my people the Nephites down from city to city and from place to place even until they are no more and great has been their fall and behold also the Lamanites are at war one with another and the whole face of this land is one continual round of murder and bloodshed, and no one knoweth the end of the war." Now, a population bottleneck doesn't necessarily mean there are no descendants of these people left. It just means the genetic evidence is gone, phased out, or diluted. And that can be true regardless of what genetic marker you're trying to find. Geneticist Hugo Perego said it best, Population genetics is a fascinating field with the objective of providing glimpses in the remote past but it is a complicated discipline with several limitations and the conclusions are limited to the data that could be gathered and analyzed, leaving plenty of room for additional studies and perhaps more accurate results. There are perfectly reasonable scientific reasons for why Middle Eastern DNA doesn't show up in modern Native Americans. In fact, this kind of scenario has happened before. I'll put a link in the description to a case described in The Guardian where historians agreed that Africans lived in ancient Roman Britain but their DNA is absent in modern Great Britain. The author goes over the same stuff we've just been over and even more factors we haven't been able to get to. At this point DNA evidence simply cannot disprove or prove the historicity of the Book of Mormon. If anyone tries to tell you differently in either direction be very skeptical. Now I'm not a geneticist but if you want to hear a population geneticist give you the long version of what I just said check out the links in the description and Have a great day.
0: So he just said he he just essentially said, be very skeptical of everything I've just told you. Because he's telling you in what in, in another direction. He's telling you, well, none of this really matters. Yeah, and this is what they have to do. They have to go, well, it doesn't really matter, so we have to come up with excuses. But again, it is it is written in their book. It's written right there that They are among or they are the principal ancestors of the Native Americans or they are among. But again, the story that is there and again, what it what it proves is that the story can't be true, that all the other groups couldn't have been destroyed except for the Lamanites because they need them to not be destroyed so that they can cause all this genetic drift or or population bottleneck or whatever excuses he gave but they can't get away from the fact that they've already said all those other groups were destroyed and that the only group that remained was the Lamanites. So which is it? Are the stories in here true that all the other groups were destroyed and only remained the Lamanites or is the DNA evidence requiring that other groups survived true? So you still run into a problem. Everything you've just said, David, still creates a problem for the validity of this book. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. You can have faith in something that has absolutely no evidence against it. If you want to believe something with no evidence, we can call that faith. But if you're going to continue to believe in something that has mountains of evidence piled up against it, that is simply stupid. And there I said it. Be offended go ahead but it's true it is stupid to believe something when there's so much evidence pointing to the 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 fallacy behind it. it 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 makes no sense there's so much evidence that has been piled up that this book is a fraud it is plagiarized it is taken from from different it is a project of, it's plagiarized from the bible mixed with a production of joseph smith's imagination there's so much ridiculous stuff in here um and and then the dna evidence just scientifically backs it all up to continue to believe that based on a burning in the bosom is ridiculous and i'm i'm begging you if you are still part of this run get out get to a good Bible teaching church repent put your faith and trust in the true Jesus Christ and and be reconciled to God because this is a religion that offers no salvation that offers nothing then nothing more than the guarantee that if you die believing in this you're going to stand before Christ and say Lord Lord do we not do this. All these different things in your name, and he's going to look to you and say, "Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you." And I'm praying that you will get out. If you're if you're an LDS believer and you're still believing this, please get out. And if you're a Christian watching this, remember we need to we need to always 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 preach the gospel at all times we have to use words because they are necessary and until next time soli deo gloria